everyone, we're back with the District 3 Podcast, episode 233. My name is Edivine. And this is Elena. And I'm Migs. And I'm excited about today's episode, Migs. Uh, Migs had a, a great idea for this guest today, and I'm excited to just kind of tackle everything of, of like just his history and, and the work that he does and, and just kind of learn more. I feel like I one of the things that I was talking to him off air is that uh, is, is about that me and my wife, Myra, we've been talking more about you know, if it benefits us to just eat out or to uh, buy food uh, and make it ourselves. Sometimes it's more expensive to to buy the food yourself and uh, and make it than it is just to, to buy it. So we've kind of been tackling with that. So I'm excited to pick his brain a little bit about this today. Yeah, I was going to say, um, I'm not sure either because I live with myself and I've been trying to figure out how I waste more money. But I guess we'll get how to that. Waste money. <laughs> yeah. I love cooking. Yeah. So and, and, and I love finding leftovers and like figuring out what to do with them. And y'all have been so. cooking a lot. I've, I've seen on I've, social media I've been you've been talking about it. it. More. Yeah, oh, okay. I've been posting it more. I, I cook. I've always cooked a lot um, just because I grew up from never eating out. So that's just how we always grew up. We went to McDonald's like once a month and that was like our big eat out. So, so you grew up with that saying, the Spanish saying, yeah, comida I, en la casa, mm-hmm. the food's yes. in the house. Yeah, there's so. food at home. Yeah. So. You don't go to McDonald's, you don't go. Yeah, buy, but it's, it's helped me. Cause, yeah, because even with leftovers, you know, sometimes you're like, I don't want to eat that, but just make it into a burrito or something. <laughs> Change oh, <dang>. it. <laughs> oh, dang. Well, look, I, I, I see your, your Instagram stories when you post it. Sometimes it motivates me to want to cook more. Uh, I need to step it up a little bit more. I feel like Myra has been kind of the one that has been, because I've been really busy during that time when we're supposed to cook, uh, that she's the one that takes the initiative. So I need to step up my game. And maybe I get some, I'll get some ideas today from our from our guests. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but Elena, you were mentioning that you j- just purchased Hogwarts Legacy. So I kind of want to hear about that. I, I got yes. it as a gift a few months ago and I've, I've played it. I kind of abandoned it a little bit. But once in a while, I get inspired to come back. How, how, what's your experience been so far? I'll just say that I never knew. I never watched uh, a lot of Harry Potter or anything. So I didn't know much about Harry Potter. And then um, Jasper loves Harry Potter. Mm. And we, the Beast, the Enchanted Beast, or just Beast, the movies. The Fantastic Beasts yes, where fantastic. to find them. Yes. Yeah. I did not know that that was tied to Harry Potter. I'd never watched mm-hmm. it. So then we watched that. So it's kind of cool to just see how everything intertwines. It's been a mm-hmm. lot of fun. Um, I haven't been able to get into those movies. The, t- the two, fan- two or three yeah, fantastic. I haven't really? been able to get into them. I like them. Yeah. Do you like them more than the originals? The original Harry Potter book? N- Harry Potter movies, I mean? No, no. But I'm definitely open to, op- to read uh, Harry Potter now, too. Okay. Well, maybe I just need to give it a shot. Just like Lord of the Rings. I've never given Lord of the Rings a shot or Star Wars a shot. And our guest is looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> but I really haven't. Uh, haven't I watched one Star Well, I watched the Star Wars movie where they had Diego Luna, the Mexican actor star, yeah. uh, uh, when the it came out in one. theaters. Oh, so that's like brand new. Rogue. Yeah. Something <laughs> that are not- that's the only one I watched. <laughs> and then I just have never gone into them. And I, I need to give them a chance because I hear they're amazing. I just haven't. I just haven't been able to like sit through one, you know, and that's been a, a little difficult there. But uh, Hogwarts Legacy is pretty cool. I enjoy it. I like the customization. Uh, yes. And hopefully eventually they incorporate Quidditch to it. I think it'd be cool if they yeah. allowed us. Because like right now they don't really allow you to play Quidditch. Just yeah. get on the broom and you're able to fly, fly. and stuff. So yeah. Pop balloons. But they say that supposedly <laughs> they're going to continue providing update, updates for it so you don't have to purchase a new one. So we'll see where that goes. And I'm excited to hear in the next few weeks where you where you continue playing and, and see how your <laughs> character evolves, Elena. Uh, but we're gonna shift over to Migs for the introduction for today's guest. So today's guest, it's uh, no stranger to the local culinary scene. Mm. He's have done many things with many, I think, businesses and restaurants around here mm. as far as uh, recipes. He's also been 
on multiple TV shows of his own. Been in KNWA Cooking Today. He's done Arkansas PBS Cook with Brooks. And now he has something that I want to find out more about. But ladies and gentlemen, executive chef slash TV chef, Mr. Stephen Brooks. (laughs) Very nice. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) That was very nice. That was the most elaborate introduction we've ever done. (laughs) (laughs) On this podcast. Thank Uh, you all for having me. I appreciate it. Well, thank you just for making the time for us to be here. Uh, We're excited to just kind of learn more about you and uh, and just learn more about just what do you want to know what do you want to know <laughs> i want to know how can you not have seen star wars <laughs> oh lord of the rings man i just don't know when i when mm. i saw your face after i said that i instantly regretted rogue, <laughs> rogue one will will make you a believer mm-hmm. um, i believe that um, uh, the Mandalorian will make you a believer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you watch all of them. The, the one, two, and three, which are number four, three, or four, oh, five, yeah. and yeah, six. They're all mixed However, up. you know, those are a little cartoony, the, you know, yeah. but I think the, the ones with real, with mostly actors is, bro, they're pretty good. You see, I stress out about the order. Because I know there's just so many, and a lot of them are out of order and stuff. And I've, I've mentioned to people, which one do I watch first? And they told me to watch one, uh, and it was like a really, really old one that I watched. And I watched it really late, so I kind of fell asleep watching it. So maybe that was one of the reasons why. You're like, these graphics effects are not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was like 1970-something, I think. Yes. Everything uh, was painted, hand-painted. Yes. All the oh, things. Yeah, like like the sky, mm-hmm. space scenes. All of it. Yes. yes. Like, you it, gotta, um, every yeah. one of those moves was moved by by hand. And it was taken as a as a photo. I mean, the video is is pretty much stop motion yeah. oh, with with all of yes. That I mean, was Lucas, right? The director, Steven Lucas. Steven Lucas. George Lucas. George Lucas. Steven Spielberg. Ah, yeah. uh, that's what I'm thinking about. They're buddies. <laughs> Okie dokie. Yeah. But since Disney, you know, took took it, it's been it's been good. That I think John Favreau brings a lot of a lot of cool stuff to the table with mm-hmm. um, with his experience. Um, so that I think the Mandalorian. Is really good. Yeah. You sound uh, like you're a big fan of yeah. Star Wars. You're a big <laughs> Star Wars fan. I mean, yeah, I've been. Yeah, mm. I am. I am. The the young Anakin stuff, I I didn't care for very much, but it it tells the story. It, okay. it helps tell the story. You so, on uh, your opinion, which one do you recommend for me to start with? Uh, start at the beginning. Start so, at the beginning with the prequel w- or the with, with episode three. Yes, okay. start with episode yeah. three. Okay. Yes, I will. I will yes. do that this weekend. The way we the way we got them is how you should watch them. Okay. Yeah. Yes. yes. So based on on the year, the yeah. release, yeah. and the then release. watch the first three, and then wait twenty years, and then watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. I'm sure we'll make That's it to twenty funny. years. Uh, but <clears throat> you, where, where are you originally from, Chef? Uh, from Hueytown, Alabama, a suburb of Birmingham. Okie dokie. And yes. how long did you live there? I uh, moved here um, in 2000, in, in the year 2000, actually. Uh, so I was born in 69, so 32 years I was in Alabama. Mm. I lived in New Orleans for about half a year, seven months um, at one point in the in the early 90s, mid 90s. Um, didn't like it very much. Um, too hot, mm. uh, too hu- too much humidity, and uh, too many people trying to break into my car coming oh. out of work at night. You know what I mean? It wasn't wasn't nice. So, but, but Birmingham was my home. It's where I grew up, Hueytown. 
work up. A lot of history over there in Birmingham. Uh, we got to go a few years back in 2014. We went to the 50th anniversary of the of the was it the Sunday? What was it called uh, Bloody Sunday? Oh uh, yes, yes. The church, uh-huh. the church bombing. Yeah, yes. that and 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 uh, the violence that happened. You yeah. know when 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 folks were marching down there and. Yes. Um, so that's pretty much the only time I've gotten to spend time over there. And it was really hot at that time. I remember it was really hot, but there's just so much history. And did you, did you get to like, was that something that was part of the culture in Alabama, like growing up? Like, was that something that, cause you said you were born in 69, right? So that's like right after a lot of the, the big events yes. that were happening in the state. Yes. Well, <clears throat> yes. To be black in, in Alabama in the seventies, um, you know, uh, was difficult. Um, uh, just being honest, we, we, we had fought to get freedom, um, to be thought of as equal. And a lot of folks didn't want that to happen. I mean, and so my man, I remember going fishing on the warrior river, uh, Huey towns not is right near the river and, uh, just a few miles. And, um, my dad taking us fishing, and driving through a Klan rally mm. on the main road to the river. Um, and they're at a church and a school that are right next to each other. Um, and they're in the, you know, it's a, it's a red light, a, a little dinky red light going through this town. Oof. And, um, you know, my dad holding his 357 on his, on his lap. Um, and just driving through, and they they never they never bothered us, but they they had their flags, they had their signs. They made their they, presence noticed. Yes, they did, and so um, you know it was it was um, it was it was interesting because Alabama had to have been one of the states that had the most violence, probably from like just racist in general, whether it being KKK, whether Absolutely. it being police officers. It was the capital of the Confederacy. You mm. betcha. You betcha. My goodness. Absolutely. And um, I, I, I can't imagine living living through those times. But um, hey, we we made it, you know, <laughs> um, I mean, hey. we, we made it. And, um, you know, growing up, it there was always the threat of, of violence between, you know, two groups. And, man, I'm really happy to say that by the time I was a senior, we were a a high school of kids, not a high school of black kids, not a high school of white kids. And that was in 1987, 18 yeah. years after I was born. But still, um, we were a group of, of kids. And um, today, I mean, I, I, I talk to as many of the black ones that I grew up with as I do white that I grew up mm-hmm. with. When I go home to Alabama, I have visits with groups of both. And um, so I'm, you know, I, I'm grateful for for where I came from. Um, you know, there's some people that, you know, probably should just should rethink how they think mm-hmm. um, black and white. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want you to hear that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Black and white. Yeah. Brown, too. We can include that. Yeah. I mean, but yeah. we're 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 a race of people, and we should we should treat each other as such. Mm. Um, we we were, we grew up learning that nobody is more important than anybody, um, and those folks that thought they were, um, you know, we, we handled. I mean, we just just really. I mean, and so um, 
Uh, I'm, I'm happy for because my life today reflects how I grew up. It really does. Um, I live in a diverse world that is uh, mixed uh, with all kinds of people. And um, so, yeah, it's um, I'm blessed, man. My my wife is 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 white. Uh, my son is mixed. My 20 year old son. And um, uh, we have the best life that I mm. could ask for. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I'm. Uh, it's good. It's good. Were your um, were your parents like uh, big into you know culinary cooking? Were they? Wh- oh yeah, my mom. My mom is a great cook. Um, she still is. Uh, when I go home to Alabama, I, I make a request. Mm. She always wants to know what I what what I'm what do I want, and <laughs> uh, so I make a request. And when I get home that day, she has it ready for me. <laughs> And um, so, yeah, my aunt, um, my mom's sister, Gloria Jean, my aunt, she's still, uh, she's been in hospitality all her life, too. And she's, my aunt is 81, 81, and still taking care of a a lady that's like 105. Oh, wow. And she's, I mean, caters, she does, when somebody dies at the church, she and my mom always do the food. And still to this at eighty one. You know they they, they say that yeah. you're you're only as old as as you like act or as you feel in a sense that there's a lot of people that are older, but because they still like are trying to stay active and, and try to do so many things, I feel like that kind of keeps them young in some way. Yeah, she'll she you know yeah she she can't sit still, mm-hmm. um, and that's good. Um, but they they're certainly the influence in my cooking. Um, my aunt's, my aunt's barbecue sauce. She, she taught me how to make barbecue sauce from scratch. Um, I've seen it. I've seen it. um, (laughs) So it's, it's, uh, and you know, you've tasted it. Yeah. I was like, you're making barbecue sauce. She's like, I can know. I know how to, I know how, I know how to make some. I was like, what? You know how to make barbecue? I'm sorry. I just, I just never knew that you could just make barbecue sauce. Yes. Yes. Oh, wow. And you still have family in Alabama then? Yeah, everybody's there. Yeah. Yeah. And you go very often to visit? Uh, at least a couple of times a year, at least. Okay. Um, yeah, I um, mean, my mom's getting, you know, she's getting up there, and um, uh, she's had a, a, some, you know, bone cancer, this rare cancer, but mm. she's she's doing really good, and um, uh, so I, I try and make sure I get back and see her. Uh, my brother is there. Uh, he's the superintendent in Shelby County, Alabama, the superintendent of schools, uh, Dr. Brooks. Um, so, uh, yeah, we uh, we got a, my two nephews are there, my niece. Uh, we lost my sister during COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, you know, we, we're a tight-knit group. Um, uh, I, I look forward to seeing them again, for sure. I miss my mom every day. Mm. I miss mama. Not bad. My mama cooks, and she's mm. as good. <laughs> what was good. your last request that you made? Her fried pork chops. Okay. Oh, man, yeah. that sounds pork good. Pork chops are fried good. Pork. Fried pork and chops. a cast iron skillet, too. Ooh, yeah. Wow. None of this deep fryer thing. <laughs> <laughs> Crisco and a cast iron skillet, man. <laughs> uh, so when you moved to, uh, or you went to Auburn, right? You're an Auburn Tiger? I'm an Auburn that? Tiger, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What, what made you make that decision? Why'd you go to Auburn? Just because it's near? 
Just, I mean, it's my where my family. It's the, it's just our school. So, okay. You know what I mean? So you you want to either go to Alabama or Auburn if you're a you know from Alabama, and so yeah, that's yeah, yeah. where I wanted to go. It's where I wanted to be. So. I, I did. Did you start? like studying like food when you got there or was that something that came on later or before? No, I never even went to class. Um, <laughs> um, I, so during two a days during the summer, yeah. I had L5 rupture in my back. And so I never even had, I never even got to have a career. Everybody says, man, you went and played at Auburn. It's like, yeah, but it's not like that. Yeah. I wasn't, I didn't, play in the iron bowl yeah i didn't you know what i mean i never dressed for one game I, I, oh, my, I couldn't my folks couldn't afford to send me to auburn and mm. so i you know i had to find something else to do okay and guess what i found mm. food music actually oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. music actually yeah. and um so you know Started was playing drums. Um, I always played drums uh, all my life, and uh, I was uh, eight or nine, I think. I got my first drum set, yeah. and um, uh, so I, I thought that hey, this is what I'm gonna do. I can't play ball. I'm just I'm gonna do this, yeah. and I did it. Um, I did some roadie work, some good roadie work. Worked for a production company. Um, and uh, we did staging, sound, and lights. Uh, I went on the road with the Stones. Um, oh, it was a great six months. That's that's all they would let you go out and do was six months with them because it was a lot of work. Yeah. Um, and the day that once you got on the site, it was constant until the show was over and everything yeah. was torn down. So it's three days with like six hours of sleep. And then you go and tear it all down and move on to is the next it, oh, place. Wow. Is it still somewhat enjoyable, though? Is, did you find any joy? In I was work? young, and it was heck yeah, because yeah. I learned a lot. I was a musician. I, I you know, I wanted to do, uh, it's what I did. And um, I worked for a production company back in Birmingham. And so, yes, it was a learning experience. We did, my team did the Jumbotron. And mm. at the time, it was these big, containers four by eight containers that you click together and then you flew this big tv yeah. and and it was like huge panels <laughs> and so um we had six semis for our two jumbotrons that we flew every show um and man it was great um i never did any of the hanging from trusses or anything because i'm a big guy um but um uh, we had a good time um and got to do some other cool stuff we went out and did there was some up-and-coming bands that we got to do as as roadie stuff because you know you're always trying you know scarf from people that are on the road with good good bands like that so um, uh, but we did my, the production company I worked for in Birmingham. We'd brought all kinds of people to town, man. At one time I was bodyguard for Aaron Neville of the Neville brothers uh -huh. for uh, <laughs> the big music festival in downtown Birmingham. Oh, man. Yes. <clears throat> I picked up George Clinton from the airport. <laughs> oh man. Yes. For that same, for that same festival. That's went, cool. Yes. <laughs> he wanted a bag of weed and <laughs> we went and got him. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. So, <laughs> oh. so yes. I, I always wondered, how, you know, how do you 
stuck up when you get into town, like if you're a rock star or something, you know? <laughs> that dude oh, that, nice. picked, that has the sign at the airport, you ask him for everything you need. <laughs> the guy who sent him knows who to send. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. who to send to pick up the, the right person. Yeah. So, But, um, you know, I... I um, we were doing production um, for all kinds of people. I mean, I can spout off all kinds of great bands that we did. Um, um, the Smashing Pumpkins tried mm-hmm. to hire me uh, away from that production company to go be with them on the road. Oh, and um, just, I just, I was, I was in a band. I had a girlfriend and didn't, and a, and a good job. Um, and uh, so I didn't do it. But um, I met a chef. Uh, he was doing a golf tournament in in Birmingham, um, and so he needed help with the setup and the actual production. Uh, what they did was the company was Bruno's, a big grocery store chain, and they had a gourmet grocery store, and that's where Chef worked. He's also a drummer. Great. I mean, he's still my mentor. I call him right now. <laughs> um, still my mentor to this day because he's a drummer and a chef and, and really talented at both. Um, but... He needed help with the production. So they had a central kitchen and all these uh, corporate tents, um, Alabama Power, um, Bell South, all these big companies had their own corporate tent. And so he, they catered the food to all these tents. Mm. And so it was a production and what we were good at. Mm. And so he brought me in and man, but I, I got to be a part of the food stuff too. Um, and after the event, he hired me, he said, I want you to come and work at the store. Um, oh. And he gave me a job, man. And But the money I made for the golf tournament was like, just a fat check. <laughs> and, and, yeah, you go up to the cash register at the grocery store and they count you out cash. Oh, man. So awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so I, I got to uh, – t- I took this job. It had insurance. I got to eat every day. I, all, you know, I get to make stuff. I yeah. get to learn. Um, and it worked out really well. Mm. Um I met some really great chefs, worked with some really great um, young chefs, um, got to learn, I mean, just from how to use a knife to, I mean, how to cut a steak, how to uh, dress a turkey. My first job, I started at Thanksgiving, and uh, my very first job was a pallet of turkeys that he he wheeled in with a pallet jack. I mean, the kitchen's that big, huge production kitchen. Yeah. Uh, re- came reeling into the kitchen with a pallet jack of turkeys. Um, brought me a bucket of mirepoix. Y'all know what mirepoix is? It's mm-hmm. carrots, celery, and onions. Oh, okay. uh, it's the uh, cooking base. And so, mirepoix. Mirepoix, yes. <laughs> uh, and so brought me a, a bucket of mirepoix, big Lexan filled with mirepoix. And I had to open, unpack, uh, take the neck and the giblets out, dress and stuff this pallet of turkeys. He rolled me in a speed rack. It's a big, a tall metal rack with sheet trays. And I had to put three turkeys on on a tray on this rack. And when I filled up the rack, I had to cover it and go take it to the cooler and go get another one. And that was my very first day in a professional kitchen. Mm. Um, And I don't know if it was, 
I don't know if he saw that or, you know, if he was trying to see if I would stick around. Oh, yeah. Um, sink or swim? Um, yes, yeah. yes. Or, or how I would – listen, I'm, to this day, I audition chefs if they want to come work for me because – you can tell me all day that you want to cook or that you can cook. Um, it's like it's like auditioning a guitar player. Mm-hmm. You can tell don't don't tell me what you can do. Come in, here's five songs. Yeah. We're gonna play them together, um, and that's what you do. In that audition, I give you an hour. You have the whole kitchen to make me something. Mm-hmm. Ma- make me something. Put a plate of food in front of me in an hour, and in that hour, I learn about you how you. How you know how you think on your feet, um, how creative you are, how you your cleanliness. I was gonna say I that get messiness. To, yes, I get to see every bit of you. Um, how you how calm you are in a, in a because it's an hour, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, man, I was on Beat Bobby Flay, and oh, yeah, that, that clock is a that clock is a you know that clock nerve-wracking oh my gosh <laughs> and it's loud too probably oh my right? gosh and there and and it's a show mm-hmm. um and so you're you're having to be on it's, it's the same thing man that that clock for that audition um gives me a ton of information about you and mm-hmm. so uh you know it, it i think it's a good tool um to use when hiring anybody i mean for any job Really, it's a good tool. Mm-hmm. Aud- yeah. Audition. Give them a give them a, a realistic opportunity, and then you know you you throw them on the line and see mm-hmm. what they can do. Yep. What the, so the shift to uh, wanting to focus on culinary uh, didn't happen at the university. You said you shifted first to music, right? At yes. the university. So yeah. well, no, that, that uh, it was over. That that part of it, football was over. I was I was back in Birmingham living. Trying to find my way. So you left the university. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, absolutely. And how does it look like for that transition to wanting to to be a chef? Like, how does that how does that idea come about? Where do you get the inspiration? Just that that chef hiring me to okay. to to do that that golf tournament and mm. see being around. Uh, I mean, we were feeding. You know, at that that the hospitality tents. It was you know a hundred people each hospitality tent Mm. so we had to get all of that food i mean from from fruit and cheese displays to um appetizers to hot hot food whatever it was we had to get it to each one of these probably eight or nine hospitality tents uh, in this neighborhood and um so you know i got to see how the 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 culinary team put it all together how they the cooks did all their stuff um and there was a girl in the back that basically brought it all together all the tickets and how it all worked um it was interesting um and i made money Mm. i mean for the first time i really felt like i got paid really good Mm. (laughs) and uh and so it was it was good and um so the it, it was I mean the transition was just about hey I'm and I'm still a musician I'm always a I'm always going to drum yeah. you can't ever take that away from me I, wait well you could but knock on wood by the way I think by the way I think you mentioned the smashing pumpkins I think they're looking for a for either a drummer or a guitarist at the moment so just wanted, <laughs> wanted to throw I saw a post that they put out like a week ago they're looking uh, for a a drummer or a guitarist I forgot which one I have a great business. <laughs> that I'm really excited about and uh, 
I wouldn't do that right now to yeah, save so my What's life. your work look like today? Today, I'm working on um, Holland Dairy's uh, monthly recipes. Um, uh, uh, today, I spent the morning getting my prep done for uh, the three recipes I'm about to shoot. Uh, built uh, in my stu- in my kitchen here on Green Acres Road in Fayetteville, I built a culinary studio. Oh, wow. So I have uh, full lights, uh, studio lights all up in the ceiling. Uh, we engineered this whole cool looking spot. Um, I built my own kitchen. Um, I needed a spot to cook from, yeah. a space that was forward-facing. Um, like the, it, It's really similar to, to the, the Cooking Today set. Yeah. Are you using the same stove? Because I remember you had a custom stove. You had to take the back off so the camera could like see everything you're cooking on top of the... I have a custom stove, yeah. yes. Oh, wow. That's cool. yes. So it's it, like overhead? That we have an overhead yeah. shot, yes. Can y'all sure. talk about like how y'all met each other? Uh, um... um well um chef uh had his own i still call him a chef and you were talking about that earlier (laughs) but um he had um he had cooking today on knwa and um he would shoot his shows there and um i was uh uh uh, i guess a camera like an in-studio camera operator i I mean eventually i started i started directing you were doing the morning news as a camera operator and and, yeah moved into a bunch of different things yeah and then uh so um I was really proactive and stuff. Like, I just started doing moves, and all of a sudden, everybody loved it. I would fix microphones that were kind of broken. I'd just kind of just be useful. So when they needed somebody for the cooking show, they were like, do you want to do it? And then to me, you know, like, I love cameras. I was like, and then, you know, you guys would always come in, and then we'll be editing, and you guys would go to the back, and then you start doing your stuff. And I was always like, oh, man, that's so cool. Like, I want to be part of that, you know? Mm. And then and then so when I got asked to do that, yeah, I, I jumped on it, man. And thank you to... Uh, um, uh, was Brooke, uh, Brooke Thomas, Brooke Thomas, yeah, yeah. Our, our news director and, uh, and John Constant, man. Like I was the only person in, in that building that could touch every camera, the, the photo cameras, the, the film cameras, the studio cameras and the, mm. and the, pro, and the promo cameras. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So that's how I met him. And yes. then, and then I learned a whole new animal. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, but also brought some good stuff to the show i mean you you know you brought some good ideas and some good oh, yeah. looks to the show so yeah you he did a great job for me he did a great, he made I mean, me look good y'all. that's that's <laughs> one of the things that i've been mentioning the past uh podcast episodes how M- miguel has increased our quality here video and audio and everything so we're really appreciative of him yes. for that so it's good to hear that he, take the he, yes. he just be uh, fixing <laughs> stuff everywhere apparently <laughs> yeah. by the looks yes. of it so was that show your idea was that something that you had come up with or were you just part of it in some other way no, um, I was so when I moved here, um, Case DeGario and I, who was he, Case was my business partner. We had a restaurant called Soul on Crossover and Joyce, um, and um, we did uh, a show called uh, Bring the Cuisine on. Mm. Um, Jones Television back okay. in the day, back in the early 2000s. Is that um, on Emma, Emma Avenue? On Emma Avenue, uh-huh. yeah. Um, um, and so we did, we got to do that, and um, it was a lot of fun. 
and we had and so I got to do the morning news. I knew Lisa and and those that crew over there. Um, and I got to go on and do the morning news. And I did that in Birmingham as well. Yeah. So I got to go on the um, Fox 6 News in Birmingham and do uh, segments every two, twice a month uh, working for Bruno's. And I friggin' loved it. Mm. Um, I, my first time on, I tossed pizza, tossed <laughs> pizza dough on the air. And uh, it was just great because my pizza turned out really good. Um, and the host tried it and his pizza like he it was terrible uh, and it was, but it was so great yeah. um and um so i really enjoyed it and uh, when i got the opportunity to do it here um i jumped on it um i did channel five first uh, over at the mall mm-hmm. um mm. um uh kelly kemp i think was doing hosting the show and um so i got to be to do that in the center of the mall um, um, yes, um, my wife and I actually um, hooked up that after that. That was our first uh-huh. time we were holding hands uh-huh. uh, together uh, after that. But um, so it's a good memory. Oh, <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> um, but, were you always good in front of the camera? Uh, I don't know that I am. Honestly, yeah. uh, you I seem mean, to have confidence in like what you're doing in front of the camera. That's kind of why I asked. Like, I guess I can rephrase that question and be like, I'm "Were cooking. you always confident in I'm front cooking. of the camera?" I'm yeah. cooking, and yeah. so it's it's like, <clears throat> turn the camera on while I'm playing drums. I'm just playing drums. Mm-hmm. It may it it's, it probably sounds pretty damn good. <laughs> Excuse my language. Um, um, and and so it's it's kind of, it's the same thing. Mm. Uh, I'm cooking and. The only real trick to it is that I'm telling somebody what I'm doing. I'm teaching it as I'm mm-hmm. as I'm going, um, and so yeah, I, I'm. I, I don't know. It's mm-hmm. it's. I, I find that I'm. Just doing. I don't know. I feel like I, I flip a switch mm-hmm. when the red light's on. I'm on, mm. and when it's not, I can. Yeah. I can exhale. <laughs> but when it when it's on, I have I have a job to do, and that job is to sh- do the best job I can, representing myself with this plate of food. Mm. You know what I mean? Making sure that this recipe is the best it can be, so that when you for your family you're making it at home, you go, man, chef's recipe. I followed it for to the to the letter, and it was delicious. Mm. That's that's now the I, job. Now you've got that whole setup at at your house. Do you also use TikTok? I don't do TikTok. No, and and the setup is at mm-hmm. my my business. Oh, yes, you know, the business. At my yes. business. Yes. 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 I, no, yes. I don't do TikTok. Um, the Holland videos that I'm doing are are made for TikTok. So mm-hmm. we do a vertical, horizontal, yeah. and then we do like a full show. So we're doing I'm doing three recipes with video, vertical and horizontal, and then two full episodes a month. Um, and let me just tell you, having sponsors is awesome. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're working on that ourselves. Uh, I'm trying to tell them. We're working. On uh, so yeah, it's good to get paid to do that content for them. Um, but um, so you know, the recipe stuff is fun, and it just goes right back to the beginning. My day is about making sure that I do the best job I can mm. teaching this recipe that I have, um, this dish that I want to make. Um, uh, try and be inspired with it. I try and be thoughtful about it. Uh, really, man, 
I guess on cooking today, my whole goal was to um, make you feel like you could go to the store, whether it be Harps, Aldi, Wal- you know, Walmart, whatever. Um, get all the stuff you need to make this dish. Take it home and go make it, mm-hmm. um, and make it delicious for your family. That that's that's the whole thing, mm-hmm. uh, and in, it's simple as that. Um, you kind of taught me, like, because before cooking today, I didn't know my way around the kitchen. And then I'm still, like, not – I follow recipes to a T, and that's why things are good. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but um, I remember, like, all of a sudden I knew, oh, no, this needs this. Oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to chop up some chives. You know, like, just just different things. And you, you always tell me that you always see me, like uh, – at bougie bougie places yeah and then i'm always eating fancy stuff and stuff like that well that's single-handedly <laughs> this man's fault now. like before i used to go to uh denny's and get a t-bone steak and eggs and think i was like living bro oh my god bougie place. <laughs> you, you, you <laughs> see his dishes bro like they're amazing and then like once i had like a like the first bite of that i was like oh my god and then that's when i started going i had to go i had to go f- Find, find the those, best those the flavors. Best yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Thank you. Can, you. <laughs> you can tell the difference when like an actual chef is in the is in the kitchen when you go to a restaurant. Yeah. One of the examples that I have is when I go to Queens uh, here in uh, not Queens, New York, but Queens, <laughs> uh, the Mexican restaurant here on Joyce. Okay, I've never been there. Chef Luna's in there, <laughs> and uh, you can just taste the difference in quality from when you go to other other restaurants, which is something that I've been talking about, kind of like uh, with different people. Um, for example, with Mexican restaurants, there's so many of them, right? There are. And, um, and I don't know, I guess I just want to hear your thoughts on this. Uh, <laughs> not necessarily, I'm not trying to frame the question in any way, but when I go <laughs> to a lot of these Mexican restaurants, uh, some of them are like owned by my friends and stuff. So sometimes I can't give my true opinion on, on certain, on certain <laughs> uh, food, yeah. but I do feel like, like there's just so many, but, and they maybe worry more about like the presentation of the actual restaurant, but the food sometimes lacks like its own taste. Like it just lacks. And, and, and I'm never going to be someone that's going to be like, Oh, I went to this Mexican restaurant and it was horrible. You know, I'm never going to be that. Cause I don't want to hurt any business, but how do we tell, how do we tell friends that own restaurants? Like, can you like work on the quality of the food if you want to really grow? Like, it, cause the, you can even tell by the meat sometimes it's just, it, it's it's not cut correctly. It's it's the quality. Dollar taco meat. I don't want to say that, but it's just. Uh, I just want your thoughts on be, this. Be tactical. Mm. Um, if, it's, <laughs> <laughs> if if it's your friend, yeah. be tactical, man. Um, point out reviews that they've gotten mm. to them without you saying, "Hey, you need to do this." Show them what what other people are saying about yeah. their restaurant look at their their reviews and see what those folks are saying that lets you be honest without mm-hmm. saying i think yeah you know what i mean it's like Irvin, you cook twice a month what do you know you know it's <laughs> kind of like the people are saying this yeah you, you might you might look at this because i've had some some like i don't want to say they're best best friends but they're colleagues and i consider somewhat friends in the community it's escalated to the point where people make facebook statuses about the food and they're like the food here is horrible don't go to oh, it and i'm man. like <laughs> 
know, man. <laughs> that's, that's, that's why I assume, they, and you, that's why I don't say they, anything. You, 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 it's your responsibility to tell your friend mm. uh, oh, about what, what others are saying about them. Yeah. You, it, it, and that way, again, it doesn't come from you. Mm-hmm. Mm. It, it, it comes from you, you being, hey, man, I'm your friend. I want you to be successful. Yeah. This is what they're saying. The difficult part there is, like, when it comes to Mexican food specifically, I feel like folks that are Mexican kind of have, like, a different idea of if food is good or not because we've had all this experience. Our parents made all this food, and we, we had good food and bad food. But then – I've noticed that a lot of those businesses that don't necessarily have the best Mexican food, they'll get positive reinforcement from folks that are like Caucasian or they'll be like, oh, the Mexican food here is delicious. And, and, and because of that, I feel like they kind of just they probably take that in and maybe don't want to make an effort to to better the quality. But then I also feel like I should tell them something. Uh, so I was 10 years as the chef for Tankersley. Uh, a food service company, the only Arkansas food service company right down in Van Buren. And part of my job was to take care of those customers that didn't have a chef, that didn't have that, um, that leader in their kitchen, um, that were operating with a, a manager and an owner that were, you know, absent or <clears throat> just really didn't, you know, didn't know. And so I had to give advice. I had to give recipes. I had to give my knowledge. Um, and man, you know, sometimes you see what others are doing and it's hard not to act like John Taffer or Gordon Ramsay, mm-hmm. you know, calling people wankers or, <laughs> or, or, you know, cussing them out for what they're doing. Yeah. Um, I, I had to be tactful. Um, because one, they, we wanted their business. We wanted to make sure we were the ones that they ordered their groceries from. Mm. But me personally, it was always about making sure that their game was high, that Mm. they had a, that they operated at the highest level they could. Because in, in reality, we're in business to make money. If you tell me you're in business for some frou-frou reason, <laughs> um, for the you know, but, well, then that's dumb. <laughs> you're, you're supposed to yeah. be in business to make money. Yeah. And if that's not the goal, then you should not be doing the business that you're doing. Mm-hmm. And, yes, it we have a responsibility as culinarians um, – our craft requires a lot. Our craft requ- requires thinking like a doctor or a nurse or a hospital. That's that's how we have to think because if I put something, if I give you something that in front of you, you're putting it in your body, mm-hmm. okay? You're putting it in your body to give your body nourishment so that it can go about its life. I'm trusting you. Yes. Your your, your belief in me to know my craft enough that you won't be sitting on the commode later. You know what I mean? Sometimes Uh, it's worth it. (laughs) (laughs) There's there's one or two two restaurants where I know it's going to be bad afterwards, but I'm like, this is a risk I'm willing to take because it's so good and I love eating it, but but I I, I get the whole, like, 
like trusting someone right for for the job to yes because you. that one time you're you know you know it's going to be this way but that one time it went a little too far mm-hmm. when that pot of beans yeah. sat in the middle of the kitchen floor Ugh. for 5 hours and then they decided to cool it off and put it in the in the walk-in Jeez. and they're serving it to you for the next 2 days Ugh. i mean that you know that botulism that they grew as it was sitting there you know <laughs> it it just coming out of your other end mm-hmm. in a bad way yeah you know or or, or both ends of you both, in a bad way ends. yes <laughs> sorry yeah. i don't mean to take it there but <laughs> hey, you're being real you asked the question yeah, i remember you being out really clean i wouldn't say the restaurant but i remember being like oh man this restaurant is really good or i think this restaurant is really good do you like it chef and he's like no, I've been in their kitchen. Like, oh, yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. And okay. ch- changing the topic. Ten years of, I was doing that. Ten years. Yeah. I, I, that's what I did. So and changing years. the topic a little bit, but going back to what we're talking a little bit off off air, I was telling you that me and my wife are trying to cook more, right? Yeah, yeah. And sometimes there's a, a weird balance between purchasing food to make at the house, and I'm talking about, like, what you spend compared to buying something already made for you to, to consume. And and you were giving me some advice as to as to what I t- what I should take into consideration when evaluating my options. Yes. Um, well, I mean, it, the nutrition really. Um, you're taking a risk when you go to a restaurant. You are uh, it, one that that that's it's meant to make to be good it's meant for you know that that deli you go to to get that fried chicken or whatever um you know that that's meant to be good um and so a lot of things that are meant to be good are not good for you um mm-hmm. because they're meant to be good and the sodium level man just make sure you look look at the sodium level in everything you buy if you, you have to. Yeah. Did you know that a tablespoon of all of um, uh, Olive Garden Italian salad dressing mm-hmm. has over two thousand milligrams of sodium? Mm. A oh, wow. single tablespoon. That's over so two thousand milligrams. Look it up. I, mm. Trust me. I'm, I'm telling you the yeah. truth. Make sure you read labels. I know that cup of ramen noodles isn't good too. That around the that has so much sodium. Pa- oh my god, MSG, <laughs> MSG yeah, will. I, I get uh, a lot of that sometimes. Uh, MSG will get you because you're all puffed up the next day. That's what I was gonna, that that's what I was gonna say. Our so, face uh, puffs up. Yeah, uh, sir. Sorry, Irvin, for uh, making fun of you for looking at labels the other day. Which yeah. one? <laughs> you, you were talking about how you, I was like, do you always look at labels when you're? Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't. I didn't before. Myra has kind of. Uh, She'll be she'll she'll be looking at stuff and be like yeah. if this if a lot of this stuff you don't you can't pronounce it you don't know what it is yeah. like don't put it in your body or do some research first before you put it in your body yes which is why you 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 go out to nice places with good chefs that are talented man the fast food is fast food is a game meant to make money and for those big companies it's meant to make a bunch of money off of you mm. off of you not caring about how you look feel. Or or what you put in your body. I mean, they're 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 trying to get you to eat those chicken tenders and those fries mm. every day. Mm-hmm. Mm. And and man, 
the nutrition on that stuff is not, I mean, the sodium level alone is enough to kill you. Mm. It just is. You know, yeah, there's definitely something in that because I realize that when I start eating McDonald's or something, I'll start getting it often. But then if I get off it for like a couple of weeks, and I don't even want it anymore. But like, like as soon as you have that, it, you just fries, want it again. The, the fries are addictive. Yeah. They have a lot of salt in them. And and the, and the generation now. I mean, I, so I have a twenty-year-old, and my son is. Uh, my son's an awesome kid. Hey, no, I love you. Uh, he's an awesome kid. Yeah. Um, but he is also of the generation that is about convenience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so instead of coming, he works five minutes from home. Okay. Instead of coming home to, and making him something to eat that has some nutrition to it, he is a. Mind a you, there's probably some really good stuff in the fridge too. Sonic. <laughs> he will go to Sonic, I had Sonic and get today. lunch and take it home and eat it. And then come back home with, <laughs> after work, with a. a uh, ice cream, oh, yeah. you know what I mean, and so yeah. my twenty-year-old had a full blockage Aww. earlier in the or, uh, last year, mm. September, uh, and man, my son coded at the mm. ER over oh, wow. here, and and from a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Man, I was I was 20, about to s- at twenty years old. I was man. about to say at twenty, nothing should My really. Son, you know, yeah, yeah, I know him. He yeah. was on. He was on cooking today. Yeah. He came and did during he, the he summer. Did a few shows with he, us. Yes, yeah. he did. He slated the shows. He did. He he loved it, and he uh. washed dishes. And um, but at twenty years old, he had a heart attack man. and and died on the table. Uh, and I'll and I'll let me let me say that to say he has lupus, mm. and so the lupus wasn't it, it was probably a factor in the blockage, uh, but three weeks earlier, he did the one chip challenge, Ooh. and let me just tell you, and, and we're talking yeah. about this. Let me tell you about making money. Those companies that are people are out there trying to make money off of mm-hmm. the yeah. off of our how we think about food as Americans. As Americans really. Um <clears throat> uh, you know, globally it's it's different, but as Americans. Um he did the one chip challenge. Do you know what this is? Yeah. What it, it what it yeah. was because they it. took it off the shelf. Yeah. Um it's back though, I think. Well, the they stations. they changed it some uh, the formula, okay. but uh, the so my son did it and was sick for three solid weeks. Oh, wow. oh, he threw up every day, all oh. day, and uh, sorry y'all, he he pooped water all day oh, every wow. day for three weeks, oh, wow. and at the end what? of the three weeks, he had a heart attack. And died on the mm. table in in the emergency room. And they, dude, they. I mean, I was talking to this nurse, and he's like, "Man, we think he's having a heart attack. We're going, we're going to take him and do this procedure." Yeah. And the next thing I knew, that nurse is gone. I'm looking at the paper, and he's. I look up, he's gone. And and I find him on top of my son doing chest compressions. Mm. And just, I mean, the PTSD I dealt with for like two months after that dude. was. 
was insane. Because mm-hmm. um, that's my twenty. Dude. That's my baby. He's yeah. my, my only child. So you, you said he he lived through this, right? He lived through it and is doing great. What does it look like now for him, though? After after going through that, like, is he more cautious as to what? He yes, he's yes. Uh, he's changed his habits quite a bit. I mean, he still has a little more Sonic than I I would mm. like him to have, which <laughs> I would like him to have none. Mm. Um, but you know, he's a he's twenty years old and um you feel invincible at that age he's he's under a good doctor's care and so i'm i'm confident that that everything's going to be okay but it was just you know a a product of of plus i mean he has lupus we had to take Mm. him to um the mayo clinic um last year as well so he was having these problems um and this autoimmune Mm -hmm. problem and so we we had to, you know, we're dealing yeah. with that. And, and it turned out That's to crazy, be lupus. Man. It turned out to be lupus. I think it's interesting that you mentioned about him being around that age and just loving Sonic because I also love Sonic at that age. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to work at Walmart and I would be like, a, I would stock shelves, right? So I was always moving constantly. Every morning after I left Walmart, I would get a number three in Sonic. So it'd be a number three of Sonic, it'd be a bacon double cheeseburger, mm-hmm. and then with the Coke and tater tots every day. Mm-hmm. And because I was young I, at that time, and I, and I didn't have any other kind of uh, conditions, uh, I, got, I got away with it, with not gaining too much weight, right? But it's good to hear, for people to hear that not everybody can go unscathed like this. Like there can be situations where it doesn't matter your age, and sometimes, yes, those those other uh, illnesses come into play, but like people need to do a better job taking care of themselves. Yes, and and when when you have when you have an issue like he 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 knew he had, you can't do the one chip challenge. You can't, you know. Mm. <clears throat> my dad always said, if you're going to be dumb, you better be tough, and that's that's so true. And my son did a he did a dumb thing, yeah. and it cost him. Um, and so we don't know if the the heart attack was because of the chip, or because mm-hmm. another kid had died three days before, mm-hmm. um, oh, wow. uh, like two days before he ate the chip, a kid had died and it made the news. Yeah. Um, but he didn't. The news didn't come out until the day he Oof. did it, oh. and and man, he was sick for three solid weeks. He was six days in the hospital. Five days home and then another six days in the hospital. Oh wow! Yeah. And so it was. It was nuts. Uh, it was nuts, dude. And so it, I, I just, just always be caught. Know what you're putting in your body. Know what you're put. You, your body is. It's the only one you're gonna get. Mm-hmm. Treat it as such. Only one you're gonna get. Yeah. You better make sure you look after it. If you want to have a good long life, yeah. look after it. So maneuvering that if you smoke, you better quit. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you smoke, don't you don't don't be smoking cigarettes. I'm about to throw yeah. this can of energy drink yeah, away. I, 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 <laughs> I have next to me uh, smoking cigarettes. I, was, I, I, I tell people I don't smoke cigarettes unless I'm really buzzed. Mm. <laughs> then I'll, then, then I'll pop <laughs> one. <laughs> they, they, they weren't meant to be good for anybody. So, so man- maneuvering into good food. I want to. I want to. <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, it's it's good that we talk about this because we people that are listening need to know to take it's care. Just, of, it's, I need to listen more. It's just being honest. Um, it, it's what you know. It's what happened. It's what it's being honest. So, what are some uh, places to eat that you recommend that you personally enjoy 
like that you don't make, the food that you don't make, but the others make in the area that you recommend to people that you can say like, and that might be hard for you. I'm not sure if that's a hard uh, question to answer for you or not, but. These are my friends. Okay. The, but, I mean, these are chefs that I, uh, you know, uh, I've known for a long time, most of them that are in this area. Um, so I'm going to say that I really don't recommend too, I don't recommend restaurants to people too much. Um, I, I'm am t- too simple to. I, I mean I, I mean I love Herman's. I love Herman's food. Uh, you know Nick and Carrie are great. Um, they have great steak, great barbecue. Um, but for the you know Nick says it's simple. He, Nick, you know, he's a great chef, and he doesn't call himself one because he says, "Man, he does Herman's," <laughs> and but he's he does a great job with it. And I think I think the food is really good and really loved. Where right? is it located at? I've never heard it's of that place. College. 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 That was yeah. my first date. Yeah. Oh, Jasper Herman's. Herman's. Yeah. Herman's. Okay, we'll, <laughs> we'll, have to ch- we'll have to check it out. Yeah, I tried to go in there. I tried to go there twice so far, and uh, one it was closed. Once they had a private party. Yeah, it's yeah. just the old house. It's simple. It is. Real simple. Then you get a little lollipop after. Yes, <laughs> yeah, sure do. Tootsie, uh, tootsie, yeah, pop, a tootsie or, pop or or a ch- or a blow pop. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Old school. Yeah. 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 Old school, and that's well, that's me. Um, uh, hey, uh, you know I'm I'm. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, Tusk and Trotter. I love Rob Nelson oh, yeah. up in Bentonville. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tusk is really a good place to eat. Um, he he puts some care and some uh, consideration into his food. Okay. Um, um, uh, you know, uh, you know. I'm I'm. Uh, my wife always says, "Why would we go out and spend money when?" You make it better than these guys, and so we we typically aren't we're we're homebodies. Um, Do you I, enjoy I can recommend places for you in Florida like crazy <laughs> oh, yeah. because that's where we go out to eat. Do you still enjoy like Do you enjoy making food at home? Do you yeah. enjoy it like Abs- the process of it? Absolutely. Okay. I'm always creating. I'm always trying to figure out something new. And they are the best guinea pigs in the world because they don't have any choice. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you either eat it or you don't. Hey. You know what I mean? And so, um, yes, they're they're good guinea pigs. Uh, I, w- I wanted to say, uh, going back to the KWA thing real fast, um, yeah, you can tell, like, when you're on, on TV, I mean, you can tell, like, you enjoy cooking. Like, the way you, like, squeeze the lemon and, you know, like, ooh, yeah, <laughs> get that savory thing. And first of all, mm. and I also want to say that chopping thing, like, that's still amazing. Like, I try. I can't. <laughs> but uh, but I'll, what was the most amazing thing is for, like, 90% of our shows, we, um, like, you would, it, it was a 30-minute show, and he literally, we can almost shoot this live because he'd be in the kitchen and pretty much have everything timed out so it, the dish would be done in 30 minutes unless it's something you had to put overnight then we'll have one ready yeah, mm-hmm. yeah but i mean just the timing to that and then if we got done a little bit early well then we made a cocktail you know mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and we learned that you know that's just learning the tricks of it yeah. um uh yeah those those so yeah yeah when we get to something where it's got to cook for 45 minutes I don't like us waiting around for 45 minutes. So I'd always have one that was like ready, Ready. Mm. you know, and, and 
undercooked if it was like a piece of meat or something so I could bring it up really good and hot or um, if it was a cake or a pie we'd always put it'd be a little magic to that mm. um, but that's just learning the the nuances of it and it always made sure that I knew exactly how the dish needed to go because I had to practice it I had to make it ahead of time you that know what sense. I mean so it worked out really really good mm-hmm. it worked out good so you're putting a lot of content out. Uh, you have a YouTube page. Where can people find your content that you're putting out on a uh, weekly basis? Yes, uh, Chef Brooks TV on YouTube. Um, Chef Brooks TV on Instagram. Um, man, we put out content on Chef Brooks Catering Facebook, uh, Instagram page. They're both on Facebook. Um, and you're putting content on, on a weekly basis, right? We're putting out content. A mo- on a monthly, monthly basis. basis? On a okay. monthly basis, yes. But there's already a lot of content there for people to look at if there's they want to go. You betcha. You betcha. I'm doing these little shorts, too. Um, uh, it's, it's really cool to get to work for Highland Dairy. Um, it's fun doing doing cool stuff. It's been Cottage Cheese Month this month, uh, so we did you know some healthier dishes. I did an egg white uh, bake, um, this egg white muffin uh, for them. And man, it, it just uh, so my stuff comes out in the middle of every month. And my first one um, hit the other day last week. I opened Instagram and uh, heard my own voice and it was cool because it was at the top of the page and it was and it had Highland Dairies it was them putting it out Mm -hmm. okay and so yes it's really good Um, they're putting my stuff on TikTok on Instagram all all the platforms Um, and so it's fun it's fun and I got a good team Jeremy and Michelle the Bot High team are really great um, they Michelle is really good at graphics, um, and so she she does make sure the show has all the right thumbnails and and all of that stuff that I have no clue about. Um, but I'm learning. Um, I'm doing. I'm trying to do as much of it as I can. And the Highland video that just was out, um, I shot it all myself, um, edited it all, put the score on it. And then did the voice myself, and Michelle did the graphics at the yeah. end. Uh, I was gonna say we were working on a logo, and um, like, like just things didn't look right, and so I was like trying to tell them, like, listen, like this is like not proper. Like I could just like hear like Michelle like, <laughs> like in my ear, like what she would be saying about this right now. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, she's really smart. Uh, she she's really she does a great job. Um, uh, and they're, they're good. They've been good to me. Um, I try and look after them. They try and look after me. Um, so yeah, it's, it's fun, man. That, um, it's exciting to get to. So when I left Tankersley after 10 years, you know, leaving a six figure gig, um, to do my own thing. Um, it was scary, man. Mm. It was, uh, you know, it it was scary, man. And, um, so, um uh just getting to build in this space it was a blank slate when we went in uh built the we built the uh the commercial kitchen side of it and i wanted i, I wanted i've been wanting to get back on the air since cooking yeah, yeah. since cook with brooks we, we talked about a few things um before. and so you know i needed a spot I've always needed a spot, and well, here I am with my own building. Um, I have the whole first floor of this building, um, and I've got. I'm going to put the commercial kitchen over here. Why don't I put a studio kitchen over mm. here? 
um, that looks like your house. Um, and man, I built it. Uh, my buddy and I put, we, yeah. I mean, I topped the, my backsplash. I put every piece of tile up oh, nice. there. Um, and we put in the cabinetry, the countertops, um, did the floor. We put, we engineered all the lighting. And hopefully, you can give us a tour in the future. Come on by. Come on by. Right behind the like Montessori you're School. We're going to have a Valentine's Day dinner. We're going to have a Valentine's Day dinner. Um, yes. And that's this weekend because it comes out, this episode comes out February 7th. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Come. It, you you want to tell them about There that? will still be tickets if you, uh, well, probably. I, I hope not. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> Uh, we can seat about 70, and so um, it's, a f- uh, it's a five-course dinner. Uh, it's posted as a four-course, but we'll always do an intermezzo, something to clear your palate um, before, the ap- uh, before the entree. Um, uh, but uh, so we're doing, um, man, I'm doing um, King Crab Wellington. Mm-hmm. I mean, so it's going to be really a good. I mean, I'm going to okay. take the pastry and uh, put some mushrooms in there okay. and and do a king crab and roll it up and make it look pretty. So it's beef. It's Wellington, yeah. but done with, with crab. king crab. Okay. Yes. That sounds That's good. That's our first course. It's going to yeah, be nice. really, really good. I saw your post when you said. Uh, uh, fellas, like, like, don't mess up. Like, take the girls <laughs> out. I have to a nice Valentine's, and I was like, dude. Great idea, but I'm going to be in Dallas. <laughs> so I was like, oh, again, again. You're always out of town for these cool events. Yeah, I know, man. You know how long it's been since I've had some of Chef's wonderful <laughs> cooking here? <laughs> well, if this episode, when this episode comes out, uh, if there is t- tickets still left, where are they purchasing? Uh, Chef Brooks. Or I'm sorry, chef, chef at chefbrookscatering.com. Okay. Uh, you can call uh, 479-595-4700. That's okay, the okay. business number, and uh, we'll get you set up. Okay. Um, we uh, Everybody's arriving at once, um, or everybody's arriving at, you have an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, you come and drink, um, some, drink some stuff and eat some snacks. Okay, and okay. then we'll sit down at 7 and um, have a great dinner. Sounds have good. A really great dinner. Well, for folks so listening. There's always a story with each course. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a guy there talking about the drink that he made with each course. Um, so we, we have a good time. Uh, the blues band and I will probably play some tunes. I was going to ask you if there was going to be music. At the end of it, yeah. Um, so nice. it's, we did that last time. It was a lot of fun. Um, the, the, our guests sure did enjoy it. So, um, yeah, my, I keep a drum set there. Um, my, my DW kit is there and, um, they're, they sound awesome. Um, so yeah, it's fun. I, I, I sit down and my first, first thing I do in the morning is I play drums for 30 minutes. Okay. So that's, well, that kind of goes into our, our final question that I have for you. Maybe this might be something that you might answer when I ask this question. What do you do to take care of your mental health? On a daily basis, man, you know my my wife won't let me beat people, and uh. so I, you know those those drums really work out good. That makes sense. Um, man, I have a great relationship with my wife. Um, our, you know, uh, I'm lucky. I'm I'm blessed. Mm. I'm fortunate. All all of that stuff because she's a good person. Um, when you marry good, your things go go pretty good. Even in adversity, um, it's okay because mm-hmm. that person has your back. They have your your side, your middle. They they you know um, they lift you up, 
Uh, sometimes they knock you down mm-hmm. when you need to be, and you and need to be humbled I, down I, a little I, bit. I, yeah. You know, <laughs> I've, I've been on TV, and so sometimes <laughs> yeah. I need to be <laughs> knocked down because um, I think um, my poop don't stink. <laughs> and, um, but um, I, you know, I have somebody that I can tell anything to, mm. and that's my confidant. And I have some really great friends um, that I also you know, lean on when, when I need, um, uh, man, you know, after the PTSD of my son's issues, I leaned on my friends quite a bit. Um, we talked about it often and I needed to hear, um, Mm. you know, them tell me, Hey, it's okay. He's here. Mm. Uh, you can call him on the phone right now. Mm. And, and so it's, you know, it's good to have those people that support you. Um, you know, that will will go to bat for you. And, man, you know, I, I, I try and be the same guy in return um, uh, where I'm – if you need me, I'm going to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my, my best friend, uh, Mac Epps, uh, Chef Mac, he is the chef at the Blessings Golf Club, which the Blessings was my first job as executive chef. John Tyson hired me in 2005 mm-hmm. and promoted me to executive chef. Um, and so, um, my, my best friend is the chef there now. And Mac was at, um, the best country club in North Carolina, Quail Hollow, uh, Quail Hollow. They host the, the, um, um, Wells Fargo championship every year, um, at Quail Hollow and Tiger Woods has won there uh, like eight times. Um, and so it's a really well-known club. Um, and so he is, he's there now and, Man, he's going to be gone um, at Easter, and I'm going to stand in for him uh, at Easter. Oh. So, you know, when when your friends are when they need you, you be there for them. Uh, you know, being at Tankersley and having so many customers that I that were mine that I would go and and do recipes for and help yeah. them, you know, step up their game. Um, man, and sometimes even tell them, hey, man, the kitchen needs to be cleaned. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, you yeah. need to, you know, that, you know, having that experience really lets me be be there for my friends uh, nick nick uh back uh, sometime last year and I, I i won't remember when but he had a guy that was at a fire at his house uh two actually two guys they, they lived together they had a fire one was hurt real bad uh and the other one had smoke inhalation and so he lost two of his prep guys well we went and did prep oh, wow. we didn't ask for money yeah. we didn't ask for anything we he's our friend and he needed he needed you know, somebody to stand in, excuse yeah. me. <clears throat> and we did that. Um, and so, um, man, that's what you do for your peeps. Yeah. You, you go when they ask, when they need. Um, and and that's what being a good friend is all about. I mean, because I know that they'll come to my mm-hmm. aid when I need. Definitely. it's so good. Well, thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate it. And once again, people can find you at, at uh, chefbrookstv.com. Yes. You're on Instagram. You're on you're on Facebook. And then you're also on, on YouTube. And uh, any other place that people that you that you would like to, to promote, any other kind of 
website or anything? The Chef Brooks TV, man, we have Cook with Brooks still. Um, that's a great, uh, great place to go and find uh, all kinds of stuff we're doing. It, they're all linked together. Oh, yeah, um, and if people want to want to hire you, where do they where do they reach out? Chef at chefbrookscatering.com. Um, uh, or call me at 595-4700. There we go. Well, thank you for making the time to be here. I really, this, this hour that we recorded more than an hour went by pretty fast. Are we done? Really? So, uh, so, wow. We're a little past an hour. We went a little past <laughs> an hour, but we appreciate you dropping all this good knowledge on us and hopefully we can have you back in the future. So appreciate y'all. Yeah, update thank y'all. You. Thank and you. I need to try that food so, sometime eventually. So we'll, we'll figure out. Yeah, I'm we might have to tour. show up on that. Yeah. Uh, Valentine's oh, yeah, Day be event. Good. I think I'll be here. So, mm-hmm. uh, but for everybody listening, that was episode 233 of the District Three podcast. My name is Edwin. This is Elena. And I'm Mix. Signing off.